Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. That's right. Every Monday, we read your emails, we answer your questions, we tell your stories, and we give you some perspective. And I want to thank you. Thank you for being a listener of this podcast. Thank you for letting us put uh, help you put your brain on the shelf and take the wheel of your thoughts for an hour every week. And thank you for sending your emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We like a lifestyle question, a dating question, a friendship question. We love to something we can really sink our teeth into, gnaw at the bone of your issue. And I want to, you know, I'll give an additional thank you. We're in the thank you portion of this whole podcast. The the special is out. I, um, I'm truly, I'm taping this. This is the first podcast I've taped since the special. Truly touched and moved. The messages, the fact that you guys are enjoying it in the way you're enjoying it, doing watch parties, the messages I'm getting. People did watch parties. I, I'm, I'm looking at my guests for today. They, they're like, are you kidding me? I can't believe it either. People, there's a woman, she just sent me a screenshot, and it's this like, gore, no, she sent me a picture. It's this gorgeous screen that she has on her roof in San Diego. It looks like it's out of a rom-com. And she said that she played it for 30 of her friends and then a bunch of guys walked over and they were like, what's going on? And then they started watching and now she has a date with one of the guys. Like, this is what it's all about. And I, I, and I, I actually have become, um, <laughs> I've gained confidence from seeing how people have enjoyed the special. That they go, my boyfriend liked it, my mom liked it, my friend... It, you've made me feel really good, and I want to thank you for that. And um, again, it's out there; it's on Netflix. It's as it's it's as available as it could ever be. Click on it, like it, watch it, do the thumbs up, share, give it to someone. Because here's how confident I am: when someone says to me, "My, I've been trying to get your boy, my boyfriend, into your stuff for years." That's what I'm, a lot of those. I'm just trying to get my boyfriend into the you know the JCU, the J Train Cinematic Universe for years, and he's. <laughs> And he's always said no. And then the special turned him. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I think it's for everybody. I think, it, and, and I know it's for everybody. So share, share, share. 37 and single. It's on Netflix. I'm on the road. Um, I'm on the road. I am going to be in Lexington, Kentucky, and then a bunch of other dates. So go jaredfree.com. I'll go pull it up right now before I get to our guest because. I'm so excited to have her back. Um, hold on. Let me just get to my tour dates. I'm going to be in Lexington, Kentucky, Colchester, Connecticut. I'm going to be at a vineyard <laughs> from Netflix to the vineyard. Uh, so in Colchester, Connecticut, uh, East Providence, Rhode Island, uh, Atlanta, Huntington, Seattle, Charlotte, Philly, D.C., Baltimore, Dania Beach, Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, San Diego, Boston. So jaredfree.com for the tickets. Very excited for today's guest. Returning to the J Trey podcast. I, it's been too long because you're just not in New York anymore. We don't, you know, when I, and I saw you the other night and I'm so happy you're back. Uh, yes. Hilarious comic, Chloe Hilliard. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jay. I appreciate it. It is so amazing to see you. Everyone needs to go follow Chloe. So, so funny. At Chloe underscore Hilliard. She is going to be in Pittsburgh and Cleveland this weekend. This weekend, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. The link is in her bio. Chloe, what's going on? How are you? You're in L.A., so I, we don't chit-chat enough. Yes, I know. And you know what's so interesting? When I ran into you um, at the cellar, <clears throat> small brag. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, I realized it dawned on me. I mean, I've seen you doing all these great things. I'm so happy for your special. But, like, Thank we kind of, like, started together. Like, we started around, what, over 10 years ago? Absolutely. Like, Okay, like P's, original key players. You, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I mean, it's it's so weird because everyone goes on their own like odyssey, mm -hmm. you know. And and now you're in L.A. How do you like L.A.? How how are you in L.A.? Okay, so I'm going to lose a lot of cool points being a native New Yorker by saying yeah. that I like living in L.A. <laughs> you love I enjoy it. it. 
I do. I do. But you know what? It's all about like where you are in your life. Right. So like mm. for me, I'm older. I don't have kids. I didn't have a like a serious relationship. I, my family, everybody is in New York. But as far as like myself, it was a pandemic. I was turning 40 at the time. I was like, if this is a midlife crisis, let me go explore it. Because otherwise, who knows what's <laughs> going to happen? So it's time to go out there and do it. And so I moved here December 2020. And immediately I was like, oh, I should have left New York a long time ago. Because when you are a native New Yorker, we tend to convince ourselves that New York is the best place to live. But mm-hmm. I really have come to find, having now lived outside of New York City, that that is PTSD talking. I, and so <laughs> I agree. I agree. And so when you get a chance to live outside, you're like, oh, wow, New York is a hard place. Like, and we Mm. just tell ourselves if we can make it here, we can make it anywhere. And that is torture. Right. We're putting ourselves through it. It is a city of rationalizations. It it, it truly is. You go, you know, even it was the other day um, and you have to walk. In New York City, yes. that is your legs are a or your legs are a mode of transportation, mm-hmm. so to speak, and and it's an option. And in, in a and you know, L.A. It's not an, you know you're just not going to walk anywhere. And it's not an option. It's just not an option. And it was the other day. It was like raining, but like not enough rain to not walk. Like and enough rain to annoy you. And I made like a TikTok about it. I'm like, this is like the worst. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, I'm now going to have to change midway through the mm-hmm. day. I'm mm-hmm. now the look of that. Whatever look I thought I was going out with ain't the look I'm finishing the day with. And it's like, and then you go, but I love living here. It's like, no, no, no. no. What, what, what are you talking about? I just had what, to deal with got, yeah. elements. What you got to ask yourself when people like I love it, like it's either people who are not from New York who live somewhere that's boring and have one stoplight (laughs) and they're like, oh, my God, there's people walking around and they dress really fun and fashionable. Like I see on TV and here's a coffee shop and here's a three legged dog. And, you know, like the homeless man knows my name. Like I feel like I'm a part of it. And then, you know, there's people who are there and they're like. This shit is hard. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to make any direct eye contact. I'm going to my job. I'm going to do that. And then when I get home, it's a train ride. And then I get home and I eat something and watch TV and I do it all over again. And it's like, there's really no room for like, just like fun stuff in New York because everything is a commute. Everything is a walk. You have to, you have to factor in, like if you're meeting someone at 10 o'clock, you have to factor in time, travel, incidents, police investigations, like all of these things before you get to where you got to go. Right. And then you go like, and I still live there. And I, you know, I'm saying like, I know how I'm, I'm okay admitting. Some people just aren't okay with admitting like, yeah, we make a lot of like cuts in our life. The, the rationalization is the perfect, because I, I, I've said this on the podcast before. My mom, if I tell my mom I have a new apartment, she'll be like, does it have a parking spot for you? And I'm like, <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, like, like her questions to her are completely normal. And to me are like, what? what? I'm not a Rockefeller. What are you talking about? Listen, what I moved down here and I my place is great. I have a two bedroom, two bath, washer, dryer, dishwasher, two parking spots, like a rooftop deck. Like (laughs) this is I mean, you'd have to be a billionaire. That is a billionaire. Yes. Uh, how, how, uh, dating anyone, seeing anyone. I, I, you know what? I like what you said. I, you said something very specific. I, I, you go, uh, if, if this is a midlife crisis, let me feel this out. I love that perspective because I think like that's a, that's a good way to like own the energy. Like I got to move. This is probably some form of acting out, but like let's live in it. Like I like that yeah. perspective. You have to, because I think a lot of times we get stuck, right? We get stuck in feeling like, well, the resistance is the fight. And it's like, no, the resistance is the push to get you in the direction that you need to go. And mm. I think a lot of times we feel, we you can feel it. You can feel, I'm sure there's been moments in your life and relationships and career, everything, where you're like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm fighting. I feel like there's, there's like pressure in my chest. I don't know. Like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but it feels weird. And I think a lot of times instinctively we go, well, let me fight this feeling off. And it's like, right. well, actually, let me see what this feeling is about because maybe it's like prepare me for something that I'm not aware of or that I would never have thought of on my own and the universe and God and family and friends 
winds and the plants and the trees and the birds is like, bitch, go that way. Go that way. So it's a great perspective. I was just the way you said that, because it's like I'm there's like, oh, my God, I'm about to have a midlife crisis or 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 it's. I'm living in the, my midlife crisis. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying this on for a second, and it's not bad. It wasn't. No. Look at me. It's, it's, it's been great. It's honestly, it's been the most transform transformative thing to happen in my adulthood. I moved to LA. I started. I mean, it was a pandemic. Everything was yeah. shut down, but I was still able to go outside because the weather was nice. Right. That was different than being in New York. I was able to start hiking. I've gotten into like more like health and fitness. I'm doing Pilates. I've lost like 60 pounds. I cut my hair. I've dyed it blonde. Like I've got my first like television producing job like i've been emmy nominated three times like in two years. this is crazy this is amazing i love i love everything you're saying i hope people are listening because there's someone listening right now they're like i don't know what it is i gotta do this thing i i, mm-hmm. I think i gotta do this thing and then you fear the unknown of what that thing is and moving to la yeah. for you was that now three emmys later you're like fuck yeah why would i do anything other yeah. than what I yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I just want to say I was nominated. I don't want people thinking I'm lying about having Emmys. Three three nominations. To me, that's an Emmy. I'm like <laughs> I'm like your parents. Like uh, you have an Emmy. We the yeah, nomination yeah. is all that oh, matters. Parents, parents, when parents retell a story, oh my gosh. Oh my they're God. like so it, so she created the Emmys. <laughs> have you heard of them? She launched that them is, herself. <laughs> that is when parents tell your story. It is like, and you're like, okay, we and we live in a world of Google and fact check. You know, yes, like we're like, yes, yes, someone's yes. going to say I'm a fraud, but I'm so happy you're here. Everyone go follow Chloe at Chloe underscore Hilliard. She's going to be in Pittsburgh and Cleveland this weekend. Go to the link in her bio on Instagram. Go get tickets. You're going to have a fabulous time. Uh, her book, Fuck Your Diet, it's out there. Her album, Big Dick Energy, it's out there. These are all, this is the beauty of of life in 2023. There's bad things in 2023, but let's look at the positive. You can literally pause this right now and have a whole Chloe Hilliard day. Like, that's an amazing <laughs> thing. So uh, let's get to the emails. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, send in whatever you'd like. Uh, are you ready, Chloe? Yeah. Let's solve people's problems. Uh, comments about my sister, Ick, Jared. Love the podcast. I have an issue I wanted your opinion on. Not sure if you've ever touched on this topic or not, but here it is. I have been with my boyfriend for three years, lived together, and are talking about future steps, getting a dog, engagement, etc. I'd say we're a great match, aside from the standard relationship problems we were faced with until recently. He wanted to show me a funny video his friend had sent, and while scrolling through his conversation, I noticed a message from his friend, who I already dislike as he often makes gross comments about women. The message stated, wow, I saw your girlfriend's sister today at the grocery store. You weren't kidding. She is sexy. Sexy. <laughs> this is a this is an unexpected like text for your girlfriend to see like this. This friend is a liability. I, you, I'm sure this friend is someone. Uh, I, I Okay. So then she writes, I immediately asked what this was about. <laughs> what, what do you think it's about? He thinks your sister's hot. Um, he said, when we first got together and my family came up, his friends had asked if my sister were attractive to which he stated. Yeah. I feel like he is easing the severity of what likely was said. And I am straight up grossed out. My sisters are beautiful. <laughs> That's not what he said. Uh, he said they're fucking hot and sexy. But hearing this also made me feel insecure to have my boyfriend be anywhere near my sisters. She says multiple. Uh, is this something I should end our relationship over? Very torn by all this. Any insight would be helpful. Uh, thanks. What do you think, Chloe? Mm, I think there's something missing in the middle of this. I think okay. that the friends probably asked the boyfriend, like, are her are her sisters hot? And he was like, mm. yeah, they're hot. I mean, yeah, they're hot. Like, I, right. I'm not, I don't want to fuck them, but they're hot. And that friend, the one that's problematic, it was like, he's the one that amped it up when he saw her. And he was like, yo, she's fucking sexy. Also, sexy is such a weird, like, sexy is such, no, people don't use sexy anymore. They say hot. hot. They say, like, cute. Like I bang her, but like sexy, like was she in the grocery store, like, you know, filling the melons? And he was like, oh, my God, she's fucking 
sexy. <laughs> so I think the fr- I think that friend is problematic. I think the boyfriend. I don't think the boyfriend wants to fuck his her sisters. I think right. the boyfriend was like, he's cute, but you know, when you say that, cute means I would fuck them anyway. So right. you just have to like. <laughs> take the context that's that's hard yeah like you know if a guy says cute they would fuck you know where where the uh, so and that's the ickiness of men she's been put face to face with the reality that she'd rather not see which let me just you know say to her she's right this sucks you know like this isn't fun to find out It, it on the other side of it it's not fun to find out like a friend doesn't think your significant other's attractive like all mm-hmm. thoughts on the the you know of friends and not attractive attractive you know all these thoughts are kind of things you don't want to hear like i you know i've had people in the past what do you think of so and so and i'm like ugh they stink and then they're like well we're dating and i'm like <laughs> Uh, I meant in like, you know, the not dating way. Like, what are you supposed to say? And you're done. You will never be. I will never be forgotten for that opinion because I would Mm -hmm. never forget. So I let me just say to her, she's her feelings aren't crazy, but I'm with you, Chloe, to end this relationship to me would be wrong. I don't I, I Let's let's take him at, because it's interesting. She she does. We have to take the facts as she wrote them. Yeah. She wrote the facts. This is a friend who I already dislike as he often makes gross comments about women. So, yes. And sexy is a weird word. So he is known to inflate language. So, yes. So let's just stay to the facts. He is. You have boyfriend you love or like or whatever. Is and you have friend you already don't like because they are gross about women. Having a conversation that your boyfriend is really receiving. It wasn't. It was the conversation wasn't your boyfriend going, "Hey, you should see the hot sister." It, you know, the sexy sister. Mm-hmm. It was the guy saying, "You're right," and I agree with you. I think what what happens is, does she have sisters? And on the spectrum, it's mm-hmm. either. Oh, you should see the sisters. They got these hot tits. Oh, my God. I just yeah. want to touch them. Or it's, yeah, they're really cute. Yeah. They're actually pretty they're attractive. Cute. And that's, and, and let's, let's, it's probably closer to cute than you should see these titties. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. think we're on the same but page. Also, I, but also, if the roles were reversed, right? Like, if mm. I was dating a guy and my friends act if his brothers were hot, I'd be like, yo, his brothers are fine as shit. Like, the whole family's fine. That doesn't mean that I want to have sex with them. I'm just letting right. you know that they come from a good DNA pool. Right. And you, I, I will probably try to hook you up with my friends. Now, if, you know, you are a creep like how this guy is according right. to her, you don't want them around. But also, I feel like there's nothing wrong with, like, hitting it in the head and just being like hey like i would prefer if you don't like kind of objectify my friends to your friends who i don't like like in the future can you just not talk about my family with this particular guy and then we'll be fine right and 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 you know what the way like hearing you say oh his brothers are hot you know they're they're fine i don't get like i'm hearing you say and i go it's kind of like you know i'm I'm like you're not creepy do you know what i mean like i think like (laughs) I think the creepy friend like put sauce on this language that she never would have had through her boyfriend if she had heard it first. Like Mm -hmm. if her boyfriend, if if she was like, what do you think of my sisters? And her boyfriend was like, your sisters are hot. Like if he just said it like that, I don't think she would have this negative connotation that it's spoken about in a sexual way. I think it's because it's come through the translator of douche. You know, like I, I think she needs to, Again, having that conversation, hey, like it really kind of bothered me and I don't know what it was. Can you expand on how this all came up just so I know and I can hear it through you and not through, you know, douche doucherson that I'm hearing it because all I can hear is that guy saying my sister's sexy, not you. I think that would help her. Yeah. And also just make sure that you aren't like projecting how much you hate this person onto your relationship right Right. and so like you're not going to marry this person if you are going to marry this boyfriend then y'all definitely have to have a conversation because if you're getting married this is going to be his sister-in-law you don't want him to be the guy at the creepy family reunions trying to take (laughs) pictures up the skirts of your sisters and then posting it to his boys in the chat being like you know (laughs) so funny all he said was they're cute and now (laughs) 
He's taking pictures underneath the stairs. That's that's how quickly this gets out of hand. Like I think yeah. you gotta hear, I think she has to hear him talk about it in a and she'll hear it from a normal guy who she has respect mm-hmm. for. And it's different because she's heard it from the guy she doesn't have respect for. J Train Podcast yes. at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Chloe Hilliard. Go follow at Chloe underscore Hilliard on Instagram. Fantastic comic. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Where are you performing in Pittsburgh and Cleveland? I love those towns. Pittsburgh, I am at the Bottle Rocket Social Club. And in Cleveland, I'm at Hilarities. I've never been to Bottle Rocket, but I will say Hilarities, great time. Love the food there. Great spot. So everyone go on out. Uh, The diamond ring engagement ring I bought is too big. Okay. Jay, uh, love the show. Um, and have for years. Keep it up. Here's my issue. I'd love to hear your opinion on how big is too big of an engagement ring. Okay. I'm planning to propose at the end of the summer. Uh, my uncles are family jewelers. So fortunately for me, I get a bit of a family discount. Having the amount, uh, having the discount means my dollars can stretch into a bigger diamond for the ring. Okay. This makes sense. I have had a very well-paying job for a few years now, and I knew I wanted, could afford uh, a bit of a bigger stone for her. As much as the ring is for the girl, I've always felt the pressure that the size of the diamond is a reflection on me. Insecurities aside, the one I bought was over three and a fourth carats. I don't know ring stuff. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Three and a fourth carat? Okay. Three and one fourth carats. I like someone heard that who's a ring. Some woman who's dating a guy two years and her whole explore page is rings is like, oh, my, you know, like I had an immediate reaction. I have no reaction. My mother, grandmother and a few of my girlfriends uh, have shown it to that. I've shown it to are all complaining that their diamond is too big. I didn't think that was possible. What the fuck? Isn't that this what you people want? (laughs) (laughs) He's getting angry. That's, that's big. A, that's three and a fourth. Now, I, I, I think or, I, I don't want to cut you off. Are you finished? No, go ahead. Okay. I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, finish, I'll finish the email. No, now I'm yeah. nervous that when the big day comes and I pop the question while she will, of course, like the ring, she might feel insecure wearing a ring that big around her friends in public or consider it a safety concern walking around the city with it on. Thanks for letting me vent. Curious on your thoughts on this. Chloe, I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so there's a lot of factors. One, I would say the ring should match the woman, right? Mm. So also you don't want something that's going to be too big on the hand of the woman. If she's petite and tiny, a big big ring is cumbersome. It gets in things. It gets attached to stuff, you know. So you got to make sure, like, who is the woman that you're getting this ring for, number one. Mm. Number two, I feel like the size of the ring is a billboard, right? And this means that you are willing to do the things that support the lifestyle of a ring that big. So if Mm. you're not willing to... Um, create, you know, more opportunities. Like if this is the biggest thing you're going to ever get her in your marriage and you holding yourself up to a, a, a very bad standard. So it's, you got to kind of like ease into the things that you want. So if you give her this big ass ring, that means you got to give her a big ass house, a big ass car, right. a big ass beach house. Like the, you can't fall back and be like, well, I got you that ring that one time while we share these oodles and noodles. Like, right. No. Um, and then also, I think safety is a concern for sure. But also, why don't you just ask her what kind of ring she wants? Like it, it, everything you said, I'm so happy you're here because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to live a big ring life. This isn't it's the equivalent of buying your 16 year old son or daughter a BMW. Yeah. Where are you going from here? Well, BMW ain't the last car. It's the first car. It is. So that's a big part of this. And it is interesting because your first thing on the list was, will it fit the woman? Mm -hmm. This guy's perspective is big is better. It is just big as rich, big as look at me, big as. Mm -hmm. And he did. He said, did he say billboard or you said billboard? I said billboard, but he yeah. said it's like a reflection of him. Like, you right. know, I, I'm doing good. Look what I got. But also right. we, everybody that knows you knows your family works in the diamond business. So that's like you showing up with like a, a laptop <laughs> that fell off a truck being like, look what I got. It's like <laughs> your, your, your friend stole it from the airport. Like what right. are you talking about? we all know. I, 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 I just think it's like, um, you know, it's like, I, I guess I don't want to be crude, I guess, but like, 
It's like, yeah, I go down on her. And it's like, but do you do it right? You know, like, so like, there's a little bit of that to this because I do understand, like, because my perspective is, yeah, here's a big fucking rock, you know, uh, and wave it around like it's, you know, the championship trophy. We did it. But Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is something guys don't think about. And it doesn't sound like he's taken her opinion into account. And when you went to these women, they're not trying to like, it is like, I don't think your sisters and your grandmother, grandmother, and a few of your girlfriends are trying to like lessen you or, you know, uh, you know, dull your shine, so to speak. I think they're trying to like give you good advice and you're not really listening to them. I think mm-hmm. they're looking at you going, hey, I think she's going to want like detail, a thought, not just big, you know, like yeah. that's like my, my dad, my dad, we, we went to a restaurant. And he was like, I was like, what did you think of the food? And he's like, I, I want the burger to come off the plate. And I'm like, what? Like, did, how did it taste? And he's like, I just want a big burger. It's no, you know, I was like, did you like the burger? And he, all he cared about was that the size of the burger. And it's just a very mm-hmm. male, like, I want a more, 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 and extra. I think what he needs to do is because he has the uncle, he's actually in a lucky position. He can go and return it or figure out a different yeah. ring. Why also, would- something that's like something that's so like sexy and he doesn't even realize it. And I think men don't understand. It's like men don't get, and this is, this is a teachable Please. moment. I, men don't understand. It. Men don't understand <laughs> that when you give a woman a choice, it's sexy, right? Mm. Let her tell you what she wants and then you deliver on what she wants. Right. So I right. think, best thing because you have this insider you know connection it's you say to your uncles hey listen i want to set up an appointment with her you deck the place out with fucking flowers and roses you get some champagne you get her favorite treats you have them give her white glove experience you lay everything out and you have like an area of the things that you actually can afford spread it out and be like what kind of stone do you like what shape stone do you like what kind of setting do you like blah 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 like now this is not the engagement but i just want to make sure i want you to know that you are important to me i value your opinion i want to make sure that i'm doing something that you like and you enjoy because i want us to start this life together as partners and be clear on our communication and our expectations and our reality and then you schedule like the actual engagement when she won't know so there's still an element of surprise and then she'll see the ring completed then most people can't do that you you nailed it every woman listening right now is a little bit more wet than they were before just your description of it it's you're totally right they do this date on the bachelor yeah. They do this date where they go together and just, I mean, what you said is perfect, but if the batch was doing it, that show is made for women to get them to a Disney princess yeah. romantic space. So we know it's going to work. Just listen to us because that's what your grandmother and your mother and your girlfriends mm-hmm. are trying to let you know. J train yeah, podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. Because when you force something on a person, especially an engagement ring, she's going to say, of course, it's great, it's big, it's gorgeous, but it may not be her. It may not fit her. And so now she's already entering in a marriage feeling not 100% who she is because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Right. And he probably has this ideal, like, you know, I I know where he's coming from. It's not a bad place where he's like, Mm -mm. I got to keep the whole thing a secret. I got to do the right thing. The right thing is big. That's the winner. Big ring is, is her winning. And it's like, no, 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 no. Her winning is having the ring that she wants to show off that she, you know, yeah. that she's like, oh, my God, there was. The, and and he even, we, you know, the champagne date. That is what you got. Uh, there's no there's nothing to add. J train podcast at Gmail dot com. J train podcast at Gmail dot com here with Chloe Hilliard. Go follow at Chloe underscore Hilliard. We, we, we move from a, a money discussion to another money discussion. OK, you ready? Yes. Significant salary differences in relationship. Jared and guest, all the feathers. I, 26-year-old female and boyfriend, 26-year-old male, have been dating for about six months. We're both engineers in similar industries. We haven't specifically talked about how much money either of us make, but I've gotten a hunch that I make more than him. 
However, the other day, I overheard him on a phone conversation with his boss in another room while they were talking salary. From this conversation, I gathered that I make 50% more than him, which shocked me. When he got off the phone and came back into the room, I was uh, the back to the room I was in. He asked if I had heard any of that. Uh oh. And I decided to lie and say no. Now that I know much more, how much more I make, I'm afraid to bring up specific numbers. So my instinct was to avoid the conversation. I don't think he would mind knowing that I make more than him, but this big of a difference might shock him. I don't want paying for things in the relationship, checks at the restaurant, etc., to get awkward. He typically likes to pay for things to feel like the quote-unquote man in the relationship, but I split or trade off paying for things as well. But now I'm feeling guilty that I lied to him, and I don't think I can avoid this conversation forever. I guess my question is how should I broach the conversation with him now that I lied? And how do you think we should navigate moving forward with one partner earning significantly higher salary than the other, especially when the unbalance is tipped in my favor while working in similar jobs? Many thanks, more money, more problems. Chloe, have you ever dealt with this? What do you think? What are your first thoughts? Um, my first thought is it's six months you don't know this person. Right. That's number one. You're you're thinking you're 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 putting the cart before the horse. Six months in, you don't have to tell them anything. You don't have to tell right. them anything about your financial earnings until you start saying, listen, we we want to make this an official thing. Let's sit down and have a real conversation about our finances. What's your credit score? Do you have any debt? Like that's when you start having those conversations. But when you're dating someone six months in, you don't need to know how much money they make. And if he wants to pay for things, let him pay for things, girl. Right. And stop. And now and now that <laughs> you know it. he makes less, now that you know he makes less, do not change. Do not start saying, oh, it's okay. I'll pay for this. No, let him extend himself because he is doing it because he wants to do it. And once you do that, and this is fucked up, but this is, you know, patriarchy and gender roles is that once you undermine his ability to buy things, he's feeling that you're going to attack who he is as a man in the relationship. And so until you are invested enough to have a civil, open, honest, mature conversation about finances, keep your mouth shut and let him pay for shit. <laughs> right. Take him for everything he's worth. Fuck this guy. No, I I, I agree with you. It, it, you know, context nuance matters, right? Like. You're 26. And again, it's very funny that this is coming from an engineer. This feels like very, I got to, you know, the, the engineer in them is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is showing. If, it's very, you know? it's if then, if then, if X equals this, then. Right, tell right, right. Lie. Right. No, lie. You know, it, it's okay. It's a, it, it is a fib. It's not a, you know, it's not a full on lie. You heard something. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Let, let, let's play this out. You're also 26 and six mm -hmm. months in, like, I think six months in at 38 is different than six months in at 26. I don't think those are the same. I think also you're at the beginning of your career. 26 is not, you know, like we're 50 year old people that have our, you know, finances in order. This is, he's growing just like you're growing. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that I would say could be something that would be helpful if this does come up again you guys are in the same industry. It is good to know what people make like and as a negotiation tactic, mm -hmm. like it is good when when coworkers or people in the same industry are more open about this because then you become like a little time. You know, that's how unions work, you know, where they yeah. they go, well, OK, I know what a company can afford. You're when you're when you're the employee you're in the dark you don't know you, you you just don't and so i think there's an option here where you go you know i heard the conversation i i you know if you ever want to talk about like you know what i'm making she can't I, I don't do know. that now no, she can't do that because early. she it, no because he might need help that, he, no because she already said she didn't hear the conversation right. and the fact that he's and the fact that he said did you hear that he probably didn't want her to hear that or, you know, like, cause it's not, that's not the way you want somebody to hear how much money you're making is over right. here in a conversation. I think one, let him bring it up. Let right. him bring up finances. Let him bring up salaries. If he's applying for another job and it comes up being like, hey, or if he says, you know, how much money do you make? I'm trying to like, you know, go out there and find another job. Have the conversation when it happens organically. But don't try yeah. to manipulate and contrive and like get him to start talking about money. All of a sudden, right. it's six months in. It's a new relationship. It's none of your business. 
And you don't want to now have him know that you are eavesdrop, eavesdropping lying ass bitch because then the relationship <laughs> is over anyway. Right. And so I, I totally agree with you. If it comes up, let's not think of the I'm with you. Let, let him pay. Let him feel like a man. Let's let's enjoy each other. Get to know each other. Um, also, like, you know, you're going to see about his passion and his like, you know, this this does work into your attraction to him, like how much he's making and how he's doing, you know, and, and how much he pushes for more. That's going to be part of your story and how you feel about him. If it comes up naturally, I think look at it positively. That's my one thing. Like if he says, well, how much, you know, I'm looking for a new job and, you know, uh, uh, you know, hey, I would say like, hey, I can help you let you know what I'm doing. And if that should happen, mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Speaking of the money, we're sponsored people. A great pair of underwear can start your day off right. A bad pair can ruin your life. With MeUndies, you're getting your day started off on the right cheek with dozens of fun prints from donuts to superheroes and colors ranging from classics to bold and bright. And me from colors ranging from classics to bold and bright. MeUndies will make you look and feel your. Okay, I'm reading the script right now. I am such a MeUndies fan. And they are right. Underwear sets the tone. When you have underwear that is ill-fitting and uncomfortable, you really don't have a great day. I don't have a great day. I was wearing underwear that was old and it was tight and I just didn't, I was like, why am I in a bad mood? And then later in the day I changed. Oh my God, like my whole thing, my whole aura was different. So I'm not just saying that because all of us have, and you know why I was wearing old tight underwear? Because it was the end of the, I needed to do laundry. We all have that end of the rotation underwear. I'm saying to you, I'm giving you the encouragement, the push, the nudge, throw them away. Get me undies, improve your life. If you want me undies, comfort and style all throughout your wardrobe, they have you covered there too. They have insanely soft shorts, joggers, hoodies, onesies, and even adorable hoodies for your dog. When you're ready to hit the gym, check out their Move Me Activewear collection for breathable fabrics that are supportive, moisture wicking, and quick drying. To enjoy a 25% discount on your first order and free standard shipping, head over to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. And here's our promise to you. If you're not completely satisfied, it's on MeUndies. So why wait? Get 25% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash JTrain. We're here with Chloe Hilliard. Go, go, go. Follow, follow, follow. At Chloe underscore Hilliard. Sister doesn't want to meet my boyfriend do you have siblings i have a younger brother yeah 15 years apart 15 yeah you guys close yeah we are yeah we are now i mean it took some time because of the age gap i was like his second mom and now we're like you know (laughs) adult siblings but yeah i love him that's great dating anyone he's yes he has a girlfriend who i have not met yet so i'm actually interested to hear (laughs) Here we go. Dear Jared and esteemed guests, longtime listener, first time writer. I love listening to this podcast and would like to hear your take on a situation. Here's some context. My boyfriend and I get along very well. He's kind, gentle, and goes out of his way to help others. All qualities that I admire. We are very compatible in our values and lifestyles. We handle conflict well and our vision of the future is aligned. He is exactly the kind of person I want to spend my future with. The one rather unique quality of our relationship is that we have a significant age gap. He is almost 18 years older than me. I am a 24-year-old female, and he is a 42-year-old male. Okay, so she set us up. She wrote all these nice, kind things. She's trying to convince us. When you say, when you write all these beautiful things... 24 and 42 is not the same as 42 and whatever in 60. You know, like, it's just not. It's just not. But okay, we'll take her word for it. Chloe has shaken her head multiple times. 
At the beginning of our relationship, we had plenty of conversations about the age difference. We made sure to build a strong foundation of healthy communication boundaries and viewing each other as equals. Another important point is that neither of us was looking for an older or younger partner. We met organically doing a hobby we both love, got to know each other in group settings, only found out each other's ages on the official first date. He looks way younger than 42, LOL. So my situation, my family has refused to meet my boyfriend because they disapprove of our relationship. My mom has cited three reasons she disapproves, and I assume the rest of my family agrees. One, the age gap. Two, he is a dance teacher. Three, he has tattoos. Those are, I think they all, I think they all mean the age. I I, I, I feel like you're missing for like four. He lives in a van. Like, I feel right. like this, we're missing. Right. I don't think it's that he's a dance teacher. It's that he, you were maybe the student. You know, I don't know. I, I. I'll keep going. The email keeps going. My mom has said some pretty terrible things about him without even knowing him. My boyfriend is an off-limits topic in our family, and I get the sense they never want to meet him. This is obviously very hard for me because I would love for them to meet him and see how wonderful he is. It's even harder for me to see that my only sister has made no effort in showing me support. She never asked me about him, didn't wish us a happy anniversary. Well, come uh, happy anniversary? Let's Let's walk before we run. Um, and shows no curiosity about our relationship. I understand she may be uncomfortable about her age difference, but it is still pretty heartbreaking to not have support from your own sister. I am always supportive and curious about her relationship. (laughs) She's not dating an 80-year-old. My boyfriend always encourages me to call home and visit my family, but as time goes on, I can sense that his desire to meet my family is decreasing. He has asked me before not to force a meeting to avoid a big conflict or an awkward meeting before my family is truly ready. He believes they should be the ones to bring up meeting him since I have already asked them so many times. He has expressed hesitation about meeting them if this meeting is forced or if their only intention is to interrogate him. I want to respect these boundaries, but I also want my family to meet him. I worry that my family will never initiate a meeting, and I worry uh, he may never receive the warm welcome he deserves. I think it is more realistic for my sister to meet him first. My question for you is, should I let the chips fall where they may, or should I apply some pressure? Should I tell my sister that I want her to meet my boyfriend, or should I wait for her to ask him uh, ask to meet him? Should I text her something like, hey, I'm going to my boyfriend's place this weekend. Let me know if you want to FaceTime and meet him. Uh, no. Um, or should I wait until she visits my city, which could be many months from now, and arrange a meeting in person? I want to leave the ball in her court, but I'm worried if I do, it will, st- it will stay there forever. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Humbly, the little sister. Chloe, that was a very in-depth email that kind of left out a lot, in my opinion. Of course. Of course it's going to leave out a lot. Of course it's going to leave out a lot. She's trying to convince. She's trying to sway. You know, this is uh, sway the judges here. What do you give me some thoughts? What do you what do you think? I have a lot of thoughts. One. okay. whenever you date somebody remember you are dating that person not your family so if okay. you find yourself in a situation where your family doesn't like the partner that you've chosen or doesn't want to meet the part you have to live with that because you're not dating people to make your parents happy you're not dating people to make your siblings happy so you got to put on your big girl panties and be like they don't fuck with my boyfriend it is what it is don't harp on it don't make their their presence or their lack of presence another factor in your relationship if you're going to be with this person be with this person now i will say this i don't want to judge this gentleman i'm 42 i would never you couldn't pay me to date a 24 year old like i don't care (laughs) how strong they back is how big they dick is how much money they got in the bank 24 and me just cannot happen okay Mm -hmm. but I don't know this person. So I don't want to go on the, you know, traditional route and be like, probably is a perv. I don't want to say that. Probably is grooming you. I don't want to say that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because he's youthful, he's a dance teacher who lives in a van. Maybe he has the essence of a 25-year-old and y'all are compatible. I don't know. However, you're going to deal with the criticism because you're dating a much older person. That's a part of it. You got to sign up for it. It is what it is. Keep on pushing it. It'll give you some thicker skin. Thirdly, I want to say 
this is important for families because I'm sure there's people listening who are in this on the opposite end of this. They are the family that doesn't want to meet a person. Mm. It's so important for you to meet the people that your your family wants you to meet. And even if they don't want to meet, if they don't want you to meet them, fine. But like if they're saying meet this person, meet this person, you should actually meet the person because mm. it gives them you get an understanding of like, who is this? Who is my sister spending time with? One, it's like, is this, is safety wise? Is he a creep? Let me find out. I need to be able to fucking pick him out on a lineup. I need to get his information. (laughs) I'm going to become low key, your best friend, because I need to keep tabs on you because I don't trust you. And also when you accept the person on paper, like if you say like, oh yeah, I met my sister's old ass boyfriend, he's cool or whatever. You don't give resistance. And when you give resistance the way her family is, now she ends up sending you a letter being like, how can I get them to get on board? It's like, no, don't create that resistance. Embrace it and be ambivalent. I met your boyfriend, seems cool. Wish you best of luck. All right, so we gonna get some pizza. Like don't even make it a thing because now she's gonna obsess over how can she get her family to accept her boyfriend. And then what happens when her family doesn't show up, which I think the family should at least meet the person. Then it's going to be like, it's me and my old ass boyfriend against the world. And now she's going to get 10 toes down into this relationship. And mm-hmm. it's going to be like, fuck my family. It's only him. She's going to gravitate to this person that they don't want her to be with. And now she's going to be stuck like a magnet. It's going to be hard to pull them apart because when you do show up as a family and say, we're here now, she's going to say, it's too late. I'm already married with a baby with this person because y'all didn't want to fucking meet them it's like so families when you give resistance like this you're creating a bigger problem and it's gonna be harder for her to move on so the best thing that you can do is meet the person that you don't like and like them or be nice to them because then they like wait you don't you don't dislike them maybe i don't like them anymore it happens it does right and and you know i agree with a lot of what you just said because i i it is funny i didn't think of it that way where it's like because I, I, it seemed that they were avoiding the issue, but avoiding it is creating the resistance that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, because to me, the way she's talking is delusional, and it, it is, it you know, and from the family's perspective, if they had just met him and they got together, and then after the meeting they sat her down, they'd be like, okay, we'd get a bad vibe. Like if they had done that after meeting, like, oh, you have a new boyfriend, forty two. All right, bring them over. And then they, you know, come over, they have dinner and then they leave and then you go back over and they go, we got to sit with you. Something is off about this guy. Then you could, because what she's doing is she's going, my mom has cited three reasons. It's like the age gap. He's a dance teacher and he has tattoos. That's not the reason. Those are the assumptions that have been made. And you're going, they don't know him. So how could they get mad at him? So you're going, they don't know him. They're afraid to even meet him because they're like, I I don't even want to like deal with this. Like it's hard to look our daughter in the eye to feel like she's been tricked. So everyone's just afraid of like getting into the issue. So they're avoiding, like when she says, I do think it's, right to start with a sister like i think that's like a like a good play but when you say you know should i say hey i want to facetime with you like what no there's an issue here you're not even acknowledging it like you and i think from the emailer because she's the only one we can speak to she has to empathize with the idea that this is weird when you say my mom's mad at the age gap yeah of course she's fucking uh, uh like upset about the age gap what do you like 24 and a 42 year old like there's there's and i'm not saying it because then someone raises their hand they go well my uncle and my aunt you know it's like no no no. this is extreme okay because 42 24 you go what do you have in common and again Mm -hmm. the hobby thing dance teacher are you in the class are you a fellow teacher i you said it's a hobby so i'm assuming this isn't your career like the dynamic there it's all a little bit icky unless unless you go over the house and you know again like the 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 ignorance the ignoring it is creating the resistance you're totally yeah. right so yeah yeah i don't know what she should do like well, and, I, and I mean, listen i'm also someone where my family getting along with my significant other is important to me I mean, of course, I mean, look at your family. Yes, of course. Like she has to like get through the seven rings of fire before she can sit at your mom's table. But but that's but that's the culture of your family. Right. And so some yeah. families are like that. Like my my family, like 
they don't care. Like, don't my mom told me she was like, I don't want to meet anybody until you're serious about them. Like, don't just be bringing mm. people around. And I kind of stuck true to that because it's like, I don't want to get y'all invested. I don't want to be invested. Right. If this is not somebody I'm serious about. But I just want to say for the 24 year old women out there, you got to ask yourself, why is somebody who's 42 interested in me? Number mm. one, why are they not dating somebody in their own age range? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm 42. If I met a man and he said he was a dance teacher and all this other goofy shit, I would not be fucking him. I would not right. be well, dating him. Well, also, you know, to extend on that, ask yourself why you're comfortable with them. You know, yeah. like, I, I think that it goes all ways because it's like, are you avoiding, you know, 24 is a tough age. I, I, I think like, there's such yeah, a thing as a quarter yeah. life crisis. Like you want to you know, feel older. Like you want to say like, I'm 24. I like, I clearly she lives away from family, mm -hmm. you know, like, so she's like, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. And this is a decision I'm making as a woman, which is cool. But also just, I don't know the details of your relationship, but I know from my experience being 24 and having older men date me, it's like, you're different. The women my age, they're old. They have kids and they don't take care of themselves. You're young, you're hot, you're sexy, you're so smart. And they puff you up to believe that you're this phenomenal woman, which is now why you deserve to be with a man of his age and his stature. Right. But really, it's trickery. It's like a mind fuck because it's like I'm now dealing with someone who's not going to call me out my bullshit, who's not going to hold me accountable, who's not my peer, who doesn't know the things that I know so I can like, kind of manipulate the conversation and do things and all of that stuff. And it's like, also, as a 42-year-old man, right, if you mm. tell your significant other, I don't want to meet your family if they're going to ask me questions, what the fuck are you talking about? They got to <laughs> ask you questions. Right. That's a red flag. That's a red I, flag right there. I understand. Well, and also, to go back to what we initially talked about at the beginning of this podcast, living in the discomfort, you know, mm -hmm. living in the quarter-life, midlife crisis, to me, and I'm nobody with no education on this matter but to me opting into 42 year old with life already set up is a avoidance of the discomfort of growing up and being 24 you know so and these are all like again this is like not even the question she's asking she's like how do i get my sister i think you got to talk honestly with your sister hey i'm and not forget the meeting hey sister i'm in you got to Talk to me reasonably. What's going on? You don't want to meet him. Mm -hmm. What do you give me what you think, what your fears are? I'll give you my fears, what I think. Because right now they're having they're doing side door conversations. She's trying to avoid the front door conversation, which has nothing to do with him. It is why are you I want you to meet this boyfriend and you're being mean. Oh, well, I don't want to. I've I've opted out of this because it's uncomfortable for me because everyone you, you know, that's why I don't talk about it. She just, you know, the idea that her that her sister isn't isn't is is avoiding it and she can't believe it. You can't believe it that your sister doesn't want to deal with Yeah. doesn't want to yeah. make things uncomfortable with the the parents she loves and the sister she loves like you got to start like I this emailer needs to start living in reality and stop avoiding the actual conversation. Yeah. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. You know, like I, we can make it about the 42 year old boyfriend, but it really, it's about this person who doesn't want to talk to her family about the, have a hard conversation. Yeah. And Tough you need one. to have those hard conversations because that family more than likely is going to be there for you when this relationship ends. And you're going to want to make sure that you don't miss out on like that communication and that like sisterhood and all that stuff. So yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Chloe Hilliard. Chloe, you're fantastic. Everyone go follow at Chloe underscore Hilliard. She's going to be in Pittsburgh and Cleveland this weekend. The link is in her bio. Chloe Hilliard.com. Let's do, we got time for one more. Is that okay? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Gassy girl. I love this. I love that. We, we really go to every topic. I mean, <laughs> we, got serious emails we got gassy girls maybe this is serious i don't know jared an esteemed guest many feathers to your nuts thank you i have a bit of an embarrassing ibs girl problem but i honestly think it's starting to get in the way of my dating i've been single for three years and i refuse to have sleepovers with guys i'm seeing or sleeping with having to hold in my gas read farts and then she did a melting face emoji gives me such extreme stomach pain it's just not worthy to sleep over 
I literally get so uncomfortable. I, I, I can't sleep at all. My last situationship was around four months long, me 30, him 40. And we didn't spend one single night together. He ended up breaking it off with me because he said we weren't connecting like we should be. And I can't help but think that maybe the no sleepover rule played a part. I never told him it was about stomach issues. I pretended that I thought sleepovers were too intimate and I wasn't ready. We were obviously still having sex, of course. And this is how things go with anyone I'm seeing. How do I get over this? I can't just do the toot in the bathroom in the middle of the night thing. My apartment is small and you can hear it all. I want to stop having such anxiety about this, but the actual physical pain is too real. And of course, my family doc is no help. Any thoughts? I know you're an IBS dude, too. <laughs> okay. Is this something you also... Me? Is this something you also struggle with? Uh, please help a gassy girl out. Yours, too much tootin' betch. What do you think, Chloe Hilliard? I I, I, I I, am a farter. I don't know if I have IBS. I, I think I, if I eat the wrong things, it's a worse night than when I eat the right things. Chloe, what do you think? Well, so I'm not well versed in IBS. I know irritable bowel syndrome, but like, are there things that you can avoid in your diet that will reduce the flatulence or is this just a part of the whole thing? Because I think that if you tell people up top, not up top, but like say three dates, I think three dates, you say, I think I like this person and be like, listen, on the date at the dinner table, like, you know, I have a disease. You got to be like, I have a disease. I have IBS, you know, and then this impacts my life in these ways and so because of that i'm a little apprehensive about doing x y and z like just say it because if they say right. no they go they, they're saying no when you being weird like what's weird to a man is a woman who says sleeping over is too intimate bitch you sound like a serial killer you yeah that, sound that, like a murderer <laughs> that's that's the one it she is it's like solving your 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 bobcat issue with a tiger you know, yes. she has taken the wrong route towards a solution because when you say, yeah, the too intimate thing, it, that screams to me, this person has uh, is something's off. They need to go through some shit. And they're, you know, keeping me at arm's length when I'm trying to get to know you. I, listen, I feel for her. This sucks. I mean, there's a couple of things. She needs, she says the family doctor just doesn't help. I don't know what that means. I don't know. You what need to go either. to a specialist. You yes. need to go get go talk to another doctor. Go talk to a specialist, a stomach specialist. Go. Let's research. Mm-hmm. Zocdoc, I think, sponsors a million podcasts. That app will get you to a specialist. You gotta go to a specialist. Number two, stop calling it IBS. Here's a little here's a little trick. Find a more scientific name for it. Oh, IBS is too jokey. It's too much of a punchline. We all know it. We we don't take it seriously. We hear IBS. Uh, when I hear it, I immediately want to go. <laughs> I start joking. <laughs> Find the scientific name for IBS and yeah. refer to it as that. Like, oh, it's flagellants reductive disorder. Like whatever you can find a different name because yeah. uh, uh, what Chloe said is correct. Like you have to go. And you have to be open and honest about this and refer to yes. it as a disease, a serious issue. It, and you're not the person who's gluten-free who's not really gluten-free. This is an actual thing for you. And then the other thing is nobody cares. That's the most important part. I, if I heard a woman... Ass. Yeah, people eat an ass. Like, like, people have been eating ass since 12 years old. You think they care about some farts? Like you need right. to tell them up top because also if they start dating you, it's going to come out like pun intended eventually. Right. So you might as well say, and you may fuck around and find a weird guy who loves the smell of your farts. Right. Like, Pe- they they out mean, there. They're out there. People eating ass, people, uh, me. Okay. <laughs> um, and <laughs> also, yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, maybe I'm one of those weirdos. I, the, you know, if you start, if, if a woman was like over and then all of a sudden I just started ripping farts, I'd be like, oh my God, this, this is kind of hot. This is crazy. The confidence, you know, it, it's like that, it's like that uh, Sam Adams commercial where they sit with the boss and then the employee's like, I'll have a Sam Adams. And the boss is like, Sam Adams, huh? <laughs> I'll have a Sam Adams. Yeah. Like if I saw a woman like, like ripping one and then I'd be like, oh, I guess we're, we're open to this. But I, Again, so no, nobody cares, but I know I can't tell you how to feel. I can't make you, I can't scream security into you. So I think you'll be more secure if you're 
Say, like, listen, I have this, you know, I have a, a problem. I really want to spend more time with you. That might include me going to the bathroom to fart. And no, I hope. She, and, and She said she fart at night. They sleep. He sleep. He's snoring. No, he ain't smelling well, it. Right. Just fucking tuck the covers up, seal them up with your arms, and make right. sure that fart don't escape, girl. Please. you. Nobody I don't want to minimize it. Nobody cares, right. but I don't want to minimize it. Anybody that likes you and really loves you, they're going to have to understand that you. this is something that you got to do with for the rest of your life. But I do agree with Jared. Go to another doctor. Go to a specialist. Right. Maybe there's something in your diet that you can be doing to like help ease the situation. And then if all else fails, just be honest. Don't have these men thinking that you a stone cold killer who no. can't spend the night. Like, just say, I, listen, I'm I'm staying at your place. I, all right. I ate something. My stomach's a little tum tum. I'm going to go in the bathroom. Text me if you need me. Give me right. some air fresh and some incense and pause the movie and I'll be back out. Like, don't. How about don't pause the movie? Turn the volume up. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know like, let's let's play, let's make it fun. Make it fun. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com Chloe, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thanks you, for having me, Jared. Everyone needs to go follow Chloe at Chloe underscore Hilliard. She is on all the platforms, Pittsburgh and Cleveland this weekend. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next week. Boom.